0: Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes, and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for Capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years, and then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So, baby's first socks, and pacifier, and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So, this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product, it's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So, take a moment to visit. Keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. In today's episode, we're talking about setting boundaries in pregnancy and postpartum. Before we get into the interview, I have one announcement and that is that class registration is open for the next Finding Your Village birth class and that starts on September 8th and it's on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To register for the class or to find out more, go to www.findingyourvillage.com classes. For today's episode, our guest is Trisha Goodall. She is a mom strategist, a postpartum doula, life coach, and speaker. Trisha helps busy moms move from overwhelmed to joyful through customized strategies and virtual coaching. In this episode, Trisha gives us great advice about how to set boundaries and the foundation of what boundaries are and why they're so important especially during the postpartum period. I know you're going to love this episode. Hello Trisha, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm great, thank you. Before we talk about our topic of boundaries during pregnancy and postpartum, I would love to hear a little bit about you and your background, your family, and what it is that you do.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I have two children, they're five and seven, and they're amazing and a lot of effort. And when I became a mother even though my partner was very supportive and helped out and did more than like his father did and all of that stuff. It was very lonely for me. And I was a full-time stay-at-home mom for about a year um, in between working and consulting and while working my regular job and consulting. And during that time, it was just so hard. And I didn't really know about I didn't know about postpartum doulas. I didn't know about so many of the resources that since I have learned about. And um, it was just such a hard time for me. And I had really lost myself and who I was. And one day I just was like, I can't keep living this way. And so I am a very resourceful person like most moms. And so I... Looked into a bunch of recovery things of like digging in really deep and really hit it hard to find out like what's really going to move the needle and what isn't. And so I helped friends with that same kind of thing, sort of getting unstuck and finding like their empowered life. And then I was database consulting for a long time. And I, when the pandemic hit, I, my biggest contract closed and I took the opportunity to be like, how can I pursue this passion I have for supporting mothers and kind of getting rid of this idea of the put together mom and all of that stuff. And just really making a safe space for moms to connect and get support and really have an empowered life like what I have, had been able to achieve. And so I did a ton of research and I became certified as a postpartum doula. I had like a, Iteration one of a business that I started. And now the iteration that I'm in is that I am a mom strategist for moms. And so I listen to moms and support them and provide them with customized strategies because while we might have all the same problems, like, you know, we we all have our own, like, each person's baggage is just a little different. So, um, yeah. And I just support moms in that way and help them to find a life that feels great to
0: them. Wonderful. So I really love what you do. I really love your story and how right now you're combining your business acumen with what helped you in your own personal life as a mom. And you are putting that towards the greater good and helping other moms as well. So, um, Love the idea of a mom strategist. And you did a really good job explaining that as well. Uh, Because at first, I wasn't completely sure what a mom strategist was. I've talked to a lot of different parenting coaches and consultants and things like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's actually been difficult to come up with a name of what to call
0: myself. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people that struggle with that as well. So to talk about boundaries Mm -hmm. specifically, let's start out just with a definition of boundaries. How do you define boundaries?
1: Yeah, so I love defining what it is. And to start off, I like to say that it's not kind or unkind. It's just like a demarcation of what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And there's a bunch of different analogies that are great with it. We can think of it sometimes it's appropriate to think about it like a fence, like what am I going to let in what am I not and sometimes it's better to think about it like a drawbridge like sometimes I'm going to let it down sometimes I'm not and so this idea I think some people hear boundaries and it's like I am nervous about that and it feels like one more thing that you have to do or it's Mm. like rigid and I really encourage moms to get those flowing boundaries and allow themselves to be flexible because the boundaries are supposed to serve you. So if the boundary isn't serving you, then you don't need that boundary. Yeah. So
0: yeah. That's a great definition. and I like the analogy as well. Um, And yes, boundaries are absolutely supposed to serve you. Now, can you talk about the importance of what it takes to have solid boundaries in place?
1: Yeah. um, I think the first step that a lot of people don't focus on is knowing yourself, and that can be really hard with moms because we're fed a lot of like, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, and we come in with our own baggage from our own childhood, how we were raised, and how we see other people doing it, and we are so busy as moms that it's really hard to actually know ourselves, and so it's a very worthwhile endeavor to get to know what you actually think and what's really important to you. And um so one of the ways that if a mom comes to me and she's like, I really don't know what's important to me and I don't even know where to start, I'll give her a list of questions and if she's like, I can't even, then it's like, okay, well, envision the life that you want your child to have. And they can almost always do that because they know what they want for their kid. And you can figure out like, okay, if that's what you want for your kid, then that's where you're because I've had moms that are like, really stressed about one thing, and they're like climbing the corporate ladder. And they don't want that for their kids. And I'm like, well, why do you want it for you? <laughs> and so it's just really interesting. But if you don't know your why, and you don't have those strong values, then if you have a boundary in place, and you get pushback, then it leads to more defensiveness and leads to you basically caving on your boundary, because you don't really have a solid foundation of why you have set that boundary up to begin with.
0: Thank you for that. Now, can you talk a little bit about the difference between a boundary and maintaining control?
1: Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um <laughs> because I've definitely when I first started learning boundaries, I definitely told my partner like this is a boundary for me. You have to do this. Da da da. And it's mm. like that's getting into a little bit of control. So a boundary is like about your thing. So a good example of this is a mom I was working with was really upset that her partner wanted to go out on Friday nights. And she was like, I just told him he's not allowed to go out on Friday nights. And I'm like, well, why? And I'm like, you can't really like, imagine if that were reversed, if, a, if someone was like, no, you as a mom can't go out on Friday night. Like, that's ridiculous. But what it comes to is like, she's like, this particular mother was a stay at home mom. And she was like, well, I have been home with the kids all week, and I really need a break on Friday night. And I'm like, okay, so that, that's not saying you can't go out on Friday night. That's saying it is really important to me that you are here and support me Friday night. And I know that there's a, something that's important for you to do. So how can we work together? Because her boundary is like, I need support during this time. Yeah. And that goes back to knowing yourself like the why. Um, And so that's the key difference is the boundary is about you and about what you will or won't tolerate not about how it looks or how it seems and it's like people can't read our minds so we have to just tell people and be careful not to go into what's theirs like if you have this vision of a hula hoop like i have my hula hoop you have yours and i'm not gonna get into yours and you don't get into mine but you know of course when you're in a family unit you're all interdependent but you don't have to control each other's hula hoops.
0: I like that a lot. That's a great differentiation. The boundary is about you. It's not about controlling other people or making them do something or making them not do something. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So can you give us some tips on how to best communicate what your boundaries are?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the The best way to start with communication is to actually write it down. So to write it down with yourself and get clear on what's mine, what's theirs, and sometimes the communication is best done through direct, like this is my boundary and this is why. And da da da. Um, I think for a lot of postpartum moms and pregnant moms as well, there are things that they are comfortable with in-laws for example and it's like I have a story where my mother-in-law for a while I wanted her to see my kids I wanted them to hang out and she wanted to be around them but there was a certain topic of conversation that always came up that I was very uncomfortable with and like when you're postpartum you don't need additional stress And at this time in my life, I was not postpartum, but I just couldn't handle it. And so I very much like extend that out definitely to postpartum moms of like, you don't need additional stress. So when in that situation, I didn't tell her I can hang out with you, but not if you talk about this thing. That was not the communication. The communication that I had with her was to proactively find times that she could be with my kids where we were in public. And so I knew the conversations wouldn't come up. Hmm. And so it was like, hey, my kid's preschool is going to the pumpkin patch. You know, do you want to come with me and the baby? And so then we went and I didn't even have to communicate that to her at the time. Other times, it's really good to just be direct and clear. And one thing that I like to tell people is clear is kind. And I, I, as women in this world that we live in, we are conditioned to not ask for what we need. And I think we grow up and are, it's further emphasized by the patriarchal society that we live in that like we are expected to anticipate the needs of others. And we are expected to take care of those needs. And what happens is nobody's doing that for us. And so resentment can really build up and build up. And you hear people be like, I shouldn't have to tell you. That's something I hear a lot is I shouldn't have to tell you. And I always say, yes, you do. (laughs) Because like. I mean, when you look at any romance movie, it's just like, it's basically codependency is what the romance (laughs) is, because it's just like, oh, he saved me. It's like, you were fine. You didn't need to be
0: saved. I love that. That is so true. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It really is. So, Uh,
0: Most love songs are also all about codependency. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: It's (laughs) terrible.
0: But yeah, that is such a good point. You do. You have to communicate it. People cannot read your mind. And I love that you said that, you know, setting, what did you say? Um, What is kindness?
1: Clear is kind.
0: Clear is kind. Yes. I absolutely love that. Um, And as many people know, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. And when she talks about boundaries, uh, what she found in her research is that the most kind people are the most boundary people. Mm -hmm. And I just found that to be A, fascinating, and B, make perfect sense. Yeah. Brene
1: Brown is amazing. She She says something else about like vulnerability. You can't have vulnerability without boundaries or something like that. Yeah. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it makes complete sense because, um, you know, if you, it just goes to what you were talking about with resentment. If you aren't clear what your boundaries are, if you don't know yourself and know what your boundaries are, then you open up the territory for resentment to build and yes. so like that's that's you know protection number 1 is setting up what your boundaries are by knowing yourself and clearly communicating them um mm-hmm. and then that is protecting you and others against resentment building yeah for sure
1: yeah i actually i had a friend that was postpartum and i wanted to give to her everything that i wished had been given to me Right. And so clearly I was overextending myself because I also had two young kids and a baby myself <laughs> So it was like a toddler and a baby. And so like, it's not like I have like boundless energy. Um, but so I kept trying to give and give and give. And when she would inevitably have to change the time because like, oh, the baby's nap took too long or whatever. And then one day it was just like, sorry, I just can't today. I can't meet up. And I was like, no problem. But in my head, I was really resenting her. And I was like, she's such a jerk. She's like so inconsiderate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm giving out of what I don't have.
0: Yeah. And
1: when we give out of emptiness or out of, it, it's, it's counterintuitive, but it's like, I tell people don't give what you think they need. Start with what you can give and someone once told me it's like this questionnaire of like how full is your cup and it's like if it's 100 percent full give 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 and then as it gets lower and lower at some point you reach this threshold and you're like you need to stop giving and give to yourself now and if we give out of a place of abundance then we're happy to give and if someone doesn't receive it then that's okay and that comes up a lot with my kids because like If you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for them, and it's going to be lovely, and it's going to be great, and especially with babies, you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the grocery store in the morning because they're calmer in the morning, and then we're going to come home. We're going to have a nice nap, and then the afternoon will be calm because they'll have had their nap, and it's going to be great. And they don't do that. They don't do what you expect because who knows, like they fall asleep in the shopping cart. They fall asleep on the way home and now they're screaming all afternoon. And you're like, well, I could have just gone in the afternoon. I skipped my whatever. So it's all about like knowing where you are too and giving out of abundance.
0: Uh, I love that idea of abundance. And um, I just think that that is such a universally important thing to to Mm -hmm. just kind of start with as a foundation. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared with us today and your expertise. Is there anything else that you haven't talked about in regards to boundaries, especially during pregnancy and postpartum, that you would like to mention to listeners?
1: Yes. So I think there are a couple things that I'd love to mention. And one is, um, I think it was forgetting her name now Kate Borsato she is a mental health therapist out of Canada and she she was the first person that I saw like throw it out there I'm sure there's other people but this idea of a like you have a maid of honor when you're getting married like what if there was a friend when you're having a baby that's like your point of contact
0: Oh my gosh. and
1: Because as a new mom, everybody wants to help you. And everybody's like, let me know how I can help. And that is so overwhelming as a new mom. What's really helpful is like, I'm on my way to Target. What can I pick up for you? Or I'm going to the grocery store on Tuesday. Text me your list and I'll get it. Um, And one of the things that like my partner and I do when we visit families with a new baby is like, he asked like, where's your lawnmower? Can I mow your lawn? And it's like, there's so much more than just food and food is very important. Like they, new parents need nourishment and they need that. So that's very important as well, but there's so much more than that that's needed. So I definitely encourage pregnant moms to start talking to people about these expectations early. Talk to them about them in pregnancy. And like, you know, I think we're going to want to be alone for the first two weeks, but here's how you can support us. Um, And let them know, like, I don't really know because I'm not in it yet. You know, some moms don't want to be alone at all. And if you are that, tell the people that care about you because they want to support you. When people say, let me know how I can help, they're they're genuine with it. They're being serious. And we're so bad at asking for help. But if you have like a point of contact person that's like, this is what they need, or someone that's like checking in with you regularly, that way you don't have 10 people messaging you, any new baby pics today? And it's like, just, just leave it alone. You know, social media is great for that, but I also know that, like, I don't love putting my kids on social media. So if there's like a group message or an email that you can just blast out every now and then, that's great too.
0: I absolutely love that idea of like, a maid of honor for after you have a baby or a point of contact. That's just like mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, that is so fantastic. I read on social media a couple weeks ago, someone had an idea of like, instead of having a baby shower, or in addition to having a baby shower, like let's have a clean her house party or their house party, you know, like um, if they're open to it, um, you know, of course, uh, COVID um, allowing, Like, let's Mm -hmm. just go over to their house and just mow their lawn, um, clean, you know, put away the dishes, whatever it is. I love that. Mm -hmm.
1: I just want to empower all moms that like, there's so many messages from the society we live in, from your childhood that might be in your head, from parents, friends, well-meaning people. Um, But despite all of those things, you are the mom. And you are the mom that was meant to have this baby. So it is super great to take in expert advice and absorb the resources that are available to you totally. And at the end of the day, you know what's best, like based on all of that expert research and advice, like something's going to resonate with you, or you're going to be like, that doesn't feel quite right. And so trust that you know in your bones what to do and if you don't have that instinct that's okay like (laughs) it's not a big deal but you are the mom and you are allowed to set boundaries for your family and to protect your own mental health because we do a really good job of protecting baby but this society does a very poor job of protecting mom and it's a huge huge transition point and there's even like i've heard terrible stories of care providers that don't have the appreciation for what a new mom is going through during that time so if you bring something to your pcp or your ob or your therapist and they're like oh it's fine don't worry about it but you know it's not fine like trust yourself ask someone else because there's a whole world out there waiting to help you and lift you up but you have to trust that you are allowed to have it
0: yeah i think that is such important advice and i agree with you 100 percent. i think that's especially important for first-time parents and first-time learning yes. people to hear because they're at least from where i what i experienced and from other people and other clients that i've worked with Um, there's kind of that idea of like, am I allowed to, am I allowed to do this? And that even goes into that idea of, um, you know, oh, so we just had this baby and now we're allowed to take it home from the hospital or from the birthing center. Yeah. We're allowed to like take them home and we're responsible for them now. There's that paradigm shift. And so I think that reiterating that you are the parent, you are the mom it is completely your say at the end of the day and you are allowed. You are allowed to have boundaries and it's encouraged. Well, I have absolutely loved this conversation and I just love all of the points that you made. Uh, I think this is going to be really impactful for a lot of parents. So thank you again You're for You're very your time. welcome. And if parents are interested in getting in touch with you or finding out more or following you on social media, where can they do that?
1: Yeah. So my social media handle is Trisha Mom Strategist, and I spell it T-R-I-S-H-A. And I'm most active on Instagram or Facebook. And I also have a free Facebook group, Moms Against Martyrdom, which I invite everybody to. Um, and I do like free trainings on there each week um, to just help you get into that empowered life. And I also work one-on-one with moms individually. My website is OsteriaParenting.com and that's O-S-T-A-R-I-A. So
0: yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. And I'm going to link to all of that in the show notes too. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for your time today and have a good one.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You too.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, I have a brand new website that not only includes past podcast episodes, but also features the Birthing from Within birth preparation classes that I'm now teaching online please check out the site at www.findingyourvillage.com and feel free to connect with me via Instagram at findingyourvillage. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.